0: Greetings, ladies and mental gents, and welcome to this patch video for the web novel, First Contact, written by Rolts Bloodthorn, which is available on both Royal Road and HFY. The links for them will be down below. And as always, I hope that you enjoy, and if you do, please consider supporting the channel. First Contact, Chapter 42 The Lanak Talon was shaking with fury as the Crete approached. The maintenance second Highmost's tendrils were curled, his crests inflating and deflating, and his hooves clattering on the concrete slab of the motor pool. His uniform was spotless, as always, and all four of his grasping hands were clean. He was in his near-dress uniform, badges, and awards sparking as well as the silver decorations. Highmost, I must protest most strongly at the fact that you're allowing these aliens to access our vehicles. The maintenance second one. Now and Mu complained. Protest all you want. It's happening, agreed stated flatly, Walking towards the large buildings where his tanks were kept, the Terrans have offered to ensure that we are able to work within the tactical computer network as well as are able to coordinate with our forces. An offer I intend on taking them up on... Mu shuddered with anger. We do not need their help. They haven't even been rated on the level of sapiens. What could they have to teach or offer us? Their plasma compression chambers are 18 times more efficient than ours, cool down four times as fast, their barrels are 340% more durable than ours, and are capable of firing five times as fast as the same bore, width, and chamber height. Akrit stated, Still moving at a steady walk towards the hangar. Just for that alone, I would gratefully invite them over to engage in interspecies sexual intercourse. With that alone, I would invite them over to engage with interspecies sexual intercourse with their choice of either my mother or my sister. The talon inflated his crests with horror. That kind of firepower alone ends battles faster than our weapons. They're focusing a razor stronger, increasing their plasma cannon range. They use laser tip to heat the air up so that it does not attenuate the plasma as much. Why haven't our military researchers come up with a simple of a method to increase range? Agreed. asked. He saluted the door guards who were standing next to the massive Terran warborgs who had taken up station recently. I would not presume to know. That's outside and above our pay grade. The Lanactelon harumphed. He paused for a second. And above your birth station. Heavy armor, highmost. The four-legged creature said slyly as it reminded Eccreet of his place in the scheme of things. In combat, there's one station that matters little. All that matters is one's will, skill, and equipment. Eccreet stated. The maintenance, second highmost, most, harumphed as they entered the hangar and with a great chaos. Terrans swarmed everywhere, moving about quickly, sometimes at a jog, sometimes running, carrying parts, tools, equipment, climbing on the tanks, working under them, on the sides, conversing with the crews, attaching equipment to the tanks, or opening sections to gain access to critical systems. They called out to one another with their voices, and Akrete could tell that there wasn't thick with implant and comrade discussions. He could see VR keyboards, manuals, schematics glimmering in the air and as he watched, one Terran turned his palm to project a schematic for several interested technicians to lean forward and examine. The maintenance officers, primarily Lanak Talons, were all clustered against the back wall, staring at the humans with some of their lesser species as they worked. They are causing chaos, you must stop them, heavy armor high most, the Lanak Talons said, wringling his four hands together. Akrete's brain, without the help of its implant, quickly deduced what everyone was up to. He'd seen plenty of maintenance done after the battlefield when the maintenance techs were trying to get ready for the corporation inspection Most High's arrival. Yes, they are, Akrit mused, heading towards his own heavy tank. His crew were watching a Terran affix something on the inside of the rear glasses, where the Clumple's zone airspace was located and was supposed to keep EFP rounds from gutting his tank. Stay. His gunner, peek snapped. Relax, Crete said, waving a paw. He climbed up to the tank, ignoring the Lenok Talon's plain to please to stop the Terrans. He looked at the driver. How's our vehicle? The Saurian blinked in his clear inner eyelids twice and then gestured for a Crete to follow him into the tank. Once they were both inside, the Saurian, driver, second class Salson made a gesture of irritation. The Terrans, they try to hide it, but they are angry with our maintenance crews, he said. Why is that? Speak freely, we have been through many battles together, for you to worry about combing my fur, agreed said. The Terrans claim that we have armor and frame microfractures, that the alloy of our hulls is showing stress and that our engine is not running at optimal performance, and that our computer systems are sadly lacking. Salson hissed. Rather than rub my tail in it, their maintenance chief ordered our first crew to fix it, and when they refused, saying that it was within company tolerances, he ordered his own men to carry out the repairs. Akrete waited for a moment. And? Sultan slapped his tail tip twice, a habit Akrit knew meant that this being was stressed. They showed me, with our own instruments, how badly our vehicles had been maintained. I requested they repair our vehicle as if there was a Terran one, and do you know what the maintenance chief told me? The Crete sighed. I assume he said no. Salson slapped his tail again. He told me, looking me right in the eye, bound by steel and blood, to lessen you is to lessen myself. Our lives are in one another's hands. It will be done. And ordered his men to get to work. The Crete cocked his head in confusion and then flicked his ears in assent. All right, so... uh, Hi, the voice interrupted their discussion. It came from a command panel and Akrete looked at it as it was salsa and looked around the cramped tank compartment. A computer, generated face, a blank icon usually, usually used by the United Communications Agency, was on his command communications panel. Greetings, Akrete said. It's your AVI, a war boy, Zukov whispered to him over the implot. He's just been hashed, so he'll be just curious about the tank. The image jumped from display to display and a Crete motion for Salson to relax. Finally, the Archon stopped and looked at a Crete. Dab all the way, it will be done, the image spoke and bobbed up and down while showing the ruin for pleasure. Welcome aboard, you are installed to assist us, a Crete asked. I work best with bio troops." the war boy chirped. Together we work best, I compute a 30% increase in effectiveness. Salsen raised his tail cautiously. What if we were just moving towards the battle and I suddenly went to maximum acceleration, computer? I would double-check the scans to see what I missed and assume how your predator instincts had alerted you to a threat that I cannot detect, the AVI said. Did you know a human can tell if someone is staring at them, even if one staring at the human is hidden from sight and behind the human? Nobody knows why. Salzen twitched his tail again. That is very interesting. What should we call you? Bouncy, Agreed said, watching the little icon of the AVI Advanced VI bounce eagerly from screen to screen. I like the name, Bouncy answered. Indeed, Agreed looked at the VI's icon. Is there anything else? Our tank is in need of immediate repair, refurbishment, service life extension, and refit. Bouncy said, sounding sad. We are less than twenty percent battle effective. Should I file a maintenance report? Yes, Agreed said, Violet with the Terrans at 3rd COSCOM, he turned to Salson. I shall be outside the tank, I wish to see the progress. As you wish I most, Salson said. As Akrit climbed out, he could see the VI, Bouncy, the war boy, going through the systems and running maintenance depot level diagnostics, somehow getting by the corporate security lockouts. The bay was still full of chaos, with the normal team still against the far wall. They started clustering up by rank and Akrit knew that they would soon be complaining. A Terran who looked more cyborg than Bio came up, nodding. General Trucker, 3rd Armored Division, you must be the Armored high most decrete, The new Armored Scout Recon Division CO, the big Terran said. creet avoided the instinct to cower down in the face of a predator's stare that intense. Say yes sir and don't salute, Zukov suggested. The AI followed up with the uploading the Terran Confederacy military etiquette to decrete. Akrit noticed it all seemed to be for keeping highly aggressive predators from going at each other with knives over rank disputes. ''Yes, sir,'' Acreet said. The big Terran nodded. Third Coscom tells me that through no fault of your own, you are in need of depot maintenance,'' he said. ''Yes, sir, that is correct,'' Akrit said. ''Do you have enough simulations for all your men? I noticed you have 10,000 vehicles divided up between heavy, medium, and light designations. Can you put all of your men in simulators?'' General Trucker asked, watching the maintenance crews work. Akrit shook his head. Only 20% of my men are expected to take part in any conflict, he said. That may be how you're used to it. B Corps takes a different approach, the general said. My military liaison, Zucon442, made me aware of that, Akrit said. 442? Good man, that one. Steady, head, innovative. Works well with non-digitals. An excellent mentor for you during your integration period, the general mused. You two getting along? Yes, sir, Agreed. said. Excellent. The general looked around the bay. We'll get you interlocked, armoured highmost. Don't you worry about that. Despite the fact that the Terran had been mostly bored looking, his voice calm and unruffled, Agreed believed him. The first simulator practice had been a disaster. Akrit's unit had been virtually wiped out. His commanders had made every possible mistake. Worse, the 3rd Armored Division General himself had been riding in tank as they used the VR for practice. When he showed up at the after-action briefing, Akrit firmly believed that he'd be dressed down, at least replaced at worst. He gathered up with the other division commanders and waited for the General For V Corps, the Trianad, the name of General Nordrak, stared at a fast-forward reply of the hollow tank for almost ten minutes. Finally, General stopped it at the words HEN SIMULATION and looked around. That went, uh, suboptimal, the General said, his voice calm and unruffled and sounding more like a human's than a large mantis-like insect. He let a small white stick with the crete that learned was some kind of stimulant and appetite suppressant and painkiller that was used through inhalation of the smoke. A crete waited for his lash to hit. General Trucker cared to explain what happened. General Nadraak, Axe asked mildly, pointing with his smoke. Trucker lifted a can and spit some kind of crude juice into it before answering. A cascade of failures and mistakes and bad decisions that happens in any unit's first integrated exercise. He shrugged. We let our armoured recon get chewed up and then acted all surprised when the enemy flanked us and wiped out our logistics. The burning white stick got jabbed at him, and a creed stood up straight as his hips and spine allowed him. Weren't wrong, armored highmost, General Nadrak asked. I outran my artillery support. Several of my commanders refused to listen to their vehicle's VIs and called in airstrikes, orbital strikes, or artillery strikes on their own units. An entire brigade ran out in front of the moving Bolo company. When we took 15% casualties, my men tried to withdraw, as is the Unified Military Forces policy, and the enemy pounded us like scrap while we ran. Akrit said honestly. The general lifted an antenna as he inhaled the smoke. When a creep finished speaking, the general blew out of smoke and the mandibles and nodded. Brutal, but truthful. I like that in an armor, officer. He jabbed the tube to the holotank. Well, Unit 9823JWS, you have an explanation for what happened to the entire brigade of my recon jaws. A slightly mechanical voice came over the holotank. We had not been loaded up with the proper IFF and they were mistaken for precursor machines. I remedied that by ordering the brigade mates to load up the allied vehicle profiles and IFF files. There was a moment of calm. I was unaware the command had not loaded them. You didn't ask for them either, Jaws. The general chided. You're a brand new CO. That's why we're doing the shakedown. The general turned to the 19th artillery CO. What happened with you? Why didn't you autocorrect? When my controller went to verify the coordinates, they were given a friendly unit's present override code, the general said. Akrit felt himself bridle up. Those idiots hadn't passed the request through him and they had used the code normally used when the units is being overrun. I shall rectify that, sir, Akrit stated. All right, gentle beings, General Nordraak said. Let's go to work. We have a long way to go. Akrit found himself nodding. He refused to embarrass himself or his men again. What happened to Crete? General Nodrak said, lighting his smoke. You'd have asked for a Sono scan of that bay. If I'd been reported, a Jotun crashed in the ocean. I didn't expect it to lunge up out of the ocean, Crete admitted. I didn't expect my commanders to retreat rather than open fire. What happened to Crete? General Nodrak asked, bringing out his pack of cigarettes that apparently were imported all the way from Terra. "'My men had turned off the VIs at the orders from their brigade commanders "'and were unfamiliar with the map designation for minefield. "'How did I lose three-quarters of my recon to friendly fire in the first day, Crete? "'General Nordrak asked, exhaling a smoke from his mandibles. "'It all went to excrement, sir,' Crete said. "'One of my brigade commanders mistook a friendly unit for an enemy unit and opened fire. "'The rest of my commanders panicked and tried to retreat or open fire.' The General Nordrak stared at him as a long moment, his compound eyes seemingly serious. If you want to replace your commander's high am most, now is the time. Akrit watched as the Langtalan officers leave, all threatening to destroy his career, all reminding him that he was a neo-sapient and that he would rue the day that he ever joined the UMF. What should I do, Zukov? Akrit asked. Promote from within, list 10% of your vehicles as combat replacements, begin training. Let it be known that any officer who fails in his duty shall be replaced. As high most, you could have them executed, which I approve of, but Terran military code of uniform justice prohibits. Just assign any failures of officers to light tanks and put them in risky positions. I told him. Akrit nodded. The general let his smoke up and pointed at a Crete. What happened? A Crete stood up and straight as possible. I convinced the enemy through electronic warfare that my light tanks were Bolo's, pulling them out of position and into an artillery-placed minefield where the anti-air could not counter our close air support. I then had my men go full stealth and fall back to Rally Point Gulf, he Crete said. The general exhaled, a bluish smoke, turning to General Trucker. So General, how exactly did you lose half of my heavy metal before even deployment? Trucker spit out a cud juice into the can and shook his head. I didn't trust my recon and ordered the dropships to land us at Hotel, walking straight into an ambush. Nordraak nodded, stalking around the hollow tank in a very human movement despite his four legs. We're getting better, gentle beings, Trannut growled. A few more and we'll have actual vehicles. Akrit was sat on the back of his tank, chewing his ration. Less than a hundred feet above him was the combat talon ripped across the sky. Followed by a dozen of its comrades. Akrete watched the overpowered aircraft go by, his ration tube in his mouth. Ten minutes, sir, Zukov told him. Thank you, Zukov, he said. He spit his ration tube into the churned up grass and climbed back into his tank. He looked at his crew and gave them a tyrannesque smile. Let's see what General Klickitik is trying to hide from everyone. His crew gave him the same expressions. Bouncy jumped on the command console and Creech driver made sure the stealth systems the Terrans had installed were running before firing up his engines, so he didn't attract the load of missiles again. So, Jaws, what happened? the general asked. I had not expected the high-most to use his recon skimmers to drop depth charges on me as I crossed the channel, the Bolo answered. He used the stealth sheathing on the charges and the very first one detonated between my hull and my barrel of my hull bore. He delivered enough firepower to cripple Jotun before I could surface. The general nodded, moving to the next point. A creed felt a gold-burning pride for his men. Ikrit sat on the edge of a hatch, chewing on an empty ration tube and staring at the maintenance crews running at the top to correct the defects identified when the tank crews were inspecting their vehicles that morning. Each tank crew helped their maintenance crew at the work, adding manpower to the job. Akrete ignored how many of his armored units had the v Corps blue triangles pentagram-shaped into fur, tattooed onto skin, dyed into feathers, or scarred into scales. Their morale was high. Even doing maintenance and constant drills, the tank crews had been trained to care for their tanks, doing the small jobs that were easy to do without special tools, including repairing hover skirts and even replacing the broken fan blade. "'Bouncy, what's on the agenda for the rest of the day?' Akrit asked, considering giving his crews a night off to go to town. "'I don't know. You're supposed to, um,' the AVI started to say. It suddenly bounced through Crete's panel and flashed twice for attention— Incoming message from Tremulant. Put it on my implant, Kreet said, spitting out the ration tube and sliding into the commander's seat. Both had the same message. Attack imminent. All troops ready station. Attack imminent. Load war plans. Go to Bravo. Download the war plans, bouncy, Kreet said, triggering the elevator to lift him out of the tank. Selsen, as soon as the maintenance techs give you the clearance, get this thing ready to roll. Crete saw the humans working faster somehow, putting armor back on, tightening bolts, fixing hover skirts. In some places, 10 or 20 humans swarmed a tank, ripping it apart and adding to it, replacing parts and putting it back together. Green! 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 One of the Terrans at the back of a Crete's tank yelled, snapping it three times. The Terrans all scattered, running to tanks that had only had a pause count of texts working on it. His crews climbed past him, dove into the hatch, and got into their positions. Zukov, redesignate my unit as HHQ Armored Cavalry Scout Brigade. Redesignate the rest of my units as discussed, Akrit said. Redesignating, Zukov said. Third Armor Commander's compliments, sir. Signal when deployed. Ah uh, most high, a signal came over the implant broken. Oh great. It was Sartluck, the like third most high in charge of the light stealth tanks. Akrit, go ahead. He said he had considered replacing the Kantua repeatedly, but his crew were more excellent soldiers and he didn't want to mess it up. Great. I'm starting to talk like the humans too, he thought. I object we are heavy armor division, with divisions of medium and light tanks. We are heavy armor, not some kind of reconnaissance force. Saalatik moaned. I request permission to rejoin the heavy tanks again, not the flotilla of floaters. Compared to the Terran tanks, we're lucky to be on considered ammunition. Crete snapped. Get off my implant and get your at-crew ready. We'll see what my cousin has to say about this, the Lanak Talon threatened before cutting out. I have disabled all non-military communications that are not routed through me, sir, Zukov said, and maintaining proper communications net procedure. Additionally, I have assigned a code string to ensure that the 3rd most vehicle is placed on the proper MCOM. Thank you, Zukov, Concrete said. He enjoyed the speed and efficiency of the AI. Akreet turned the climb back into his tank, standing on the seat so his upper body was outside of the tank's hull. He watched the Terran suddenly stream away like a flock of birds, and the floor was completely clear for the odd crewman running for his tank. Akrit shook his head. It would have taken a normal maintenance crew almost an hour to make their way to the back wall where they were already huddled. They would have stopped for conversations, to establish dominance over each other's lesser species, or stopped to berate tank crewmen. Instead, the hangar bay looked like it was deserted of everything but the tanks. War plan loaded, sir, Zukov suddenly said. Thank you, Zukov, Agreed said. He ducked down and looked into his communications officer. Open a unit wide channel. Open, sir, the officer said. I helped. I shut down all communications outside each tank so that they can't talk to other people, the AVI bouncy said. Yes, yes you did, the contact reassured it. All units, all units, the agreed, said. His men were used to him abandoning honorifics. The precursors are fighting their way to our planet as they speak. The Corporate Military Council and our own Unified Military Service Council are still engaged in arguments even as space shakes with thunder and combat. A creep thumped the Activate Ruin for the movement plan and someplace called Staging Point Bravo and kept talking. The Terrans have dispensed in arguing and instead are ordering their units, of which we are to consider ourselves a part of, to protecting this world, these people, this system. We are still under my command and I will not spend your lives without reason. You know this. I have proved in a dozen battles with you. Agreed," said, and we are to act as part of a larger whole, "'so that we can interlock together like a finely made engine. "'Like a whole of a tank, we are greater than the sum of our parts. "'We are the 1st Armored Scout Cavalry Division. "'We shall find the enemy, seek him out, so that he may be destroyed. "'We do thus in an honor, as our scanners are tuned, "'eyes are sharp, and our guns are ready. "'Move out.' "'It will be done.' Brought back over the comlinks, Creed noted that the formation the Terrans expected was an odd one—staggered wedge with firing orders. It was one long practice, but for his recon division, it was odd to use. It meant that it was real. Precursors were here and expected to make the landfall. Creed slid an empty ration tube out of his chest pocket and started chewing on the end. Termalcon alert fifty five zero Goliaths in system double attendant numbers prepare for battle. Nothing follows. V Corps alert Unknown number of Goliaths heading towards planet. Expected to be four or more. Commanders load up battle plan alpha five niner. It will be done. Nothing follows. United Military Forces Alert. The size of the precursor forces is too much to defend against. All commanders to withdraw at your own discretion. All third high most and above commanders and company executives or higher are permitted to retreat from the system at own discretion. End of chapter First Contact Chapter 43 A Creed sat on the back of his tank chewing on an empty ration tube. His palm turned up so his palm implant, which had only been installed a week before the attack happened, could display a wireframe VR hollow above his palm. His unit had fought his way through the night, getting close enough to the vehicle's upgraded scanners could spot the enemy, then raising away, positioning themselves to call in orbital strikes, artillery, close air strikes, or even heavy bombarding. Always moving, never stopping, never letting themselves get pinned down using their upgraded speed, their improved stealth, and their constant training to always be where the enemy didn't expect them, and to never be where the enemy fire was. So I ordered you to scan that valley, not from the ridge, but from downside the valley to prevent you from showing your profile to anyone on the side of that rise. I ordered you to use stealth drones in front of you at a range of no further than 100 meters. Crete said without taking his eyes from it, Instead, you led an entire battalion of recon tanks up over the top of the hill on top of that ridge while running unstealthed drones at maximum speed into the valley. The VR hollow hissed, showing the precursor fire ripping into the flanks of his men, destroying a quarter of them before the lead vehicle turned and fled, turning its back on the precursor. The other vehicles turned to their rear to fire and began to explode. According to the icons, nearly 30 of the 50 light tanks had been destroyed without ever identifying what kind of precursor force was in there. Worse, the precursors now knew that he knew that they were there, and that he knew that they knew. The drones had been wiped out. The 108th Military Intelligence could guess at what was in that valley, but couldn't be sure. A creep didn't want to have happen happen to his men, what happened to the old iron feathers, and mistake a precursor vehicle for something else. Clenching his fist and turning off the handy implant, Akrete turned in place, swinging his legs off the back of his tank, staring down to the ground. Altluck, the third most highest, warmer CO of the 4th Light Armor Recon Battalion, was kneeling on the ground, all four of his legs folded beneath him. All four of his arms were bound painfully behind his back, and two of his six eyes were swollen. What happened, to Altluck? Akrete asked, still chewing on the empty ration tube. We're taking casualties, we had to withdraw. The Langtellan protested. Rewind the hollow a bit. Why were you taking casualties? Akrit tried. The enemy spotted us, Saltluck moaned. Why did they spot you? Akrit asked mildly, slowly drawing out his sidearm. Their senses must have been better than we thought. Saltluck said, his voice slow and slow, all six eyes rolling in their sockets. Or, I don't know... Could it have been that you were silhouetted against the rising sun on top of a ridge? I explicitly ordered you to stay away from. Akreet asked. Salt Lux's tongue came out and wetted his jaws and tendrils. They must have spotted the drones. You mean the high-speed drones you used instead of the stealth drones that I ordered? Akreet said. He shook his head. And then what did you do? Instead of turning to face the enemy and backing off the ridge, our tanks go 22% faster moving forward than backwards, the third high most tried. And your forward battle screens and armor should have ensured that you survived the shots. Instead, you ordered the flank speed, which drains the battery screens, meaning which shot when the rear armor penetrated into the interior spaces, as you had ordered to reactivate armor disabled too. And I quote, save corporate funds. Akrit said slowly, your decisions from start to finish cost me 30 crews, experienced crews, beings I know personally, including your executive officer. We have replacements for the tanks. New crews can be drawn from the conscription order of workers. Saltluck answered. "Welders and agricultural robot supervisors are not tankers. Akrit snarled. The Treanard, all right, there are just some things about the Terran Knoll. Your ill advised decision killed tankers, a creep finished. There are a million more to take one's place, the Langton said, repeating the line of the UMF said the way of instilling in the knowledge that the UMF's legions were endless. My cousin, he tried, is not here. Akrete said, and stared off at the other officer that is three times in a single day period that you have displayed cowardice under fire, and what will you do, Akrete? Send me back to the rear. I'll just evacuate the pathetic dirtpool and leave you here to die facing the precursors. The Langellaon answered, the bovine spit on the ground. You dare not do the pistol's retort was quiet compared to the thunder of the last few hours. The hypervelocity dart hit Saltluck in the head, blowing it apart, dropping the Langtalon to the ground. One hoof kicked. Akrete looked at the dead officer's crew. Take command of your tank, leave in ten minutes. He looked at the others' gathered officers, noticing the satisfaction on their faces, even the other Langtalons. Cowardice only has one reward. It shall be done, they all shouted and then turned as one and started towards the tanks. The tank jerked to the right, throwing Akrit against the command chair. The hypersonic rounds tore apart the trees behind him as the 150-ton bulk of his hover tank shattered the trees in front of him, the fans howling like damned souls. Bouncy sent a tingle into his hands. Fire! Akrit yelled unnecessarily as his gunner fired the main gun. Akrete knew that Bouncy had signaled the gunner to fire at the same moment as Akrit's hands had tingled. Shut out, the gunner said. Cheap peak called out. Direct hit, target killed, Bouncy called out. Salsen yanked the tank into another dodge, bouncing deliberately off a bigger tree. The battle screen exploding it into burning chunks. The hypervelocity shots tore apart the cops of trees instead of the tank. Got Trucker on the line, Hessler called out from the COM-EU-MCOM spot. Agreed, the tank commander snapped. Trucker here, what have you got? The Terran sounded stressed. Target, Bouncy yelled. Precursor, every infantry with vehicles, no air support, no anti aircraft, Akrit called out. Shot out, Creep yelled. Two hundred and twenty six is being jammed. I'll relay it to two two first. Trucker yelled. In the background, Akrit heard someone call out Main gun out. Good hit, good hit. Still active. The channel dissolved into static from Trucker's end. Akrit, can you hear me? Trucker asked. Gimme that grid. Shot out, Akrit felt Hessler tech load into his implant and he shot out a big Terran general. Repeat, Trucker said in repeating the numbers. All one six eighth elements go to rapid fire. Break that big bastard in half. The Terran suddenly roared. Direct hit, target down. Akrit saw the icon blink in his vision, letting him know that the camo wasn't for him. The big Terran had simply not cut Crete out of the link. Akrit, you still there? Trucker asked. Target, still here, sir, Akrit said. Shot out. 90 seconds, button up, Trucker yelled. It sounded like a human was half-death. The tank jerked, moving again, jerking at Bouncy and CellSense commands. Direct hit, target down, Bouncy called out. Akrete had noticed that Bouncy looked more like him, only made a chrome and burning blue neon with a V-Core logo on his head. Gimme, HHQ, Brigade, accrete yelled to Houseletech. Target, open channel, Houseletech called out. Shut out. All elements ninety seconds incoming rainstorm. A creek called out over his comlink. He hit the stud to close his hatch, which he had left open, to stuck out the vapours of the smoke from the plasma cannon venting slightly into the crew cabin. Target down, the hatch slammed shut, no longer slowly winding shut and instead decking of the blockade of the micropulse laders as and yanked it down. Lekrit stomped the pedal that normally would have overrided the gunner, bringing all the screens back to life. He ground the plas ration tube between his molars. The forest was burning around them. His units were moving fast, blowing through the ambush. His last unit was almost clear, and followed in training as he was rotating as they left the enemy, the battle screeners exploding trees as they defected and absorbed shots. His units all pocked, cratered and from the hypervelocity rounds, but none of his tanks were mission killed, and none of his men were seriously injured. His own tank was following, pouring fire into the enemy, who was trying to link up with the larger forces that had heavy vehicles but couldn't move through the canyons where the one other thirty two was dug in. Thirty seconds, Bouncy squealed. Shut out, target destroyed, Bouncy added. His men were clear and he signaled an all stop. All power to forward and hull battle screens and ground down. Incoming fuel air and armor penetrators, Founcy called out. The forest erupted into fire. Here comes the rain, Akrit thought to himself. Explosions blossomed from the starboard battle screen of Akrit stood up. Half of his hatch, his helmet, left below. The precursor aircraft shot by, winding around for another shot. The point defense roared as it but missed. The hover fans roared at max Axel as the 150-ton hover tank slid to a starboard and Chipeek cursed, trying to light up the shot. Sensors were useless, thermal masking, smoke, droplets, suspended micro-crystal prisms, chaff, and more filling the air. Chipique had a eye on her optical sight, bouncing was fully engaged helping deck and keeping the EU running since air superiority was still in question. Maglev had been built by the Precursors from a Jotun that had slammed down into the bay of its devastators and destructors and djinn. It was ferrying war vehicles, ammunition, supplies, and only the Precursor knew what. Salson drove the tank through the wooden buildings, blowing through the hopefully empty housing. The battle screen, throwing away burning debris, even as the tank's fans ground the debris into dirt. Akrit winced, hoping nobody was taking shelter in the buildings. The battle screen would do the flesh and bone what it did to wooden plaster steel. The tanks of the 1-1 HHQCO burst out of the wooden buildings, rotating and putting the power in to make the tight swing curve so that they were racing next to the train. The last tanks started pouring fire into the train cars, into the tracks as they raced after their fellows. The trail was widening, moving between the high ty- piles of old mining tailings from when the area had been an active lithium salt mine. Engine up ahead! Chikip yelled, his face pressing into the foam cushion on his sight. The avian already a thick scabs around his eyes and cut on the side of his face from slamming around in the tank while using his sight. well, A greet bellowed over the comlink. Using the 2 centimeter 4 barrel MagXL coaxial of the train cars, it tore through the metal and something exploded, throwing debris against the battle screen. Jot out, Chapik yelled. The engine exploded, jumping the track, and the entirety of the 11H yanked away from the maglev train as it began to derail. Several threw shots into the cars coming at them, blowing them apart. In a perfect world, I would have been able to stop the train, load it with atomics, and then blow the Jotun sky high. Akrit thought to himself. The aircraft came roaring back. The gunner of the 1123 blew up the air with a main shot. Commander's compliments to crew 11 3, Accrete sent over to the voice com. The night burned around them as they raced for the next target area. The air was full of ticking and cooling of smium and war steel as the tank slowly cooled. The crews crawled over them, patching the fan housings where it needed, cleaning the air filters, checking the hoses, recompiling battle programs under a watchful eye of the VIs, eating or drinking where they could, moving to the opposite side of their tank to eliminate waste, or just trying to relax. One four-fourths ordnance company was reloading the tanks, passing up ammunition from their armored vehicles. They men and women in power chassis worked fast, chattering to one another as they worked. A crete was chewing on an empty ration pack, staring up at the night sky. Streaks, blots of light all lit up in the dark violet sky. A bright flash the size of a credit chip let a crete know that something big had just blown up. He was listening to the chatter of his crews over his implant. The command codes of the Terrans had loaded into it proved useful. They were in high spirits, even though the 1-1-6 had caught a massive magnetic accelerated hypervelocity shot that had blown clear through the tank. The anti-spalling liner the Terrans had installed on the tanks had kept the crew alive, but the tank's commander had been vaporized above the waist. The gunner had lost his tail, and the driver's armor was the only thing that had saved his life as the round punched out through the other side. One crew, one crew in over 24 hours, and of 8,000 tanks and crews. And Creed knew his luck couldn't last forever. But right here, at that moment, the universe felt perfect to him. Off, in the distance, the thunder of an orbital strike rumbled as the faint flash spread across the night sky. A Terran heavy cruiser had gotten a shot at the Jotun and took it. From the chatter on Akrit's implant, the Jotun was suffering chain reaction explosions. Its point defenses were down and the artillery units of the v Corps had already parted the let loose the fire missions. The night was perfect. The ion bolt fired from the 200mm cannon slammed into the battle screen, slamming a Crete painfully against the edge of his hatch. Nekrit swung his two-centimeter autocannon around, snarling through bloody teeth and triggering the coaxial. The density-collapsed metal shard sheared the armor away from the vehicle, ripping a deep gouge into the side. The hypervelocity rounds connected to the coaxial and the armored vehicle for a second. The 1-1-4 took a shot and the vehicle exploded, debris flashing on the battle screens. They were passed and Akreet could see another vehicle, this one facing away. Crete held down the trigger, hosed a burst into the machine as Selson fluttered the fans and nudged the ground with the forward port fan, skewing the tank around. The machine exploded as a mag-driven sabo slashed into the edge of the port battle screen, not disrupting it, but instead bleeding energy into it, which the battle screens dumped into the capacitors of the tank. Hikrit snarled at the empty, thin, plastic ration tube held between his teeth, he saw another vehicle has slashed coaxial across its right before Chakrit slammed the plasma cannon right into it. They were all past the 1-1-H running for it, deploying chaff, jammers, micropism, mist, and a good old thermal masking smoke. Head count, Chakrit growled over his implant, his teeth still warring the tube. I came back. No casualties. Brake net, brake net, rapid viper, do you read? A message pushed across the entire net. It was Trucker himself. Behind the Terran's voice, Akreet heard. Shut out. Hasseltek took boost at the gain, deployed the comm drone, firing into the low clouds that the were dropping ash-filled rain on them. Rapid Viper 6 here, Akrit answered. We hear you. You where TACOM says you are? Trucker asked. Target, Akreet wasn't sure if it came from Trucker's link or his. Accrete checked the screens quickly, only off by about a hundred meters, but that could matter. He summed the update screen. Roger that, Papa Dragon. Listen close. You know that check you signed? Trucker asked. Crap, agreed. thought. Human curse words were satisfying to let on a human snarl. That check? Oh boy. Roger that, sir, accrete said. Check. Cashing time, sir. Punch up 13th Evac Hospital. Trucker ordered. Bouncy threw it up on the pulse from Trucker's ID for it to the AVI. Acreed pinged it as he had it. ''Okay, there's a force of heavy metal leading in on it. Can't get out. I have only one thing in range to get in the way of the heavy metal.'' ''You can count on us, sir,'' Acreed said. ''Shout out,'' rang the both Akrit's cabin crew and Trucker's transmission. Passing data to your war boy,'' Trucker snapped. ''I've got elements of 8th Infantry and 3rd Armour heading in, but they won't get there in time.'' Just slow them down. You don't have to slam-bang them, just toe-to-toe, Rapid Viper. We're on it, sir. Rapid Viper, en route and out, accrete said. Bouncy threw the scans up on the data pads that still worked around Akrete. accrete pursed his lips. They were big machines. Two thousands, two Akreets, two hundred. They outweighed him by a factor of twenty, at least. The only good thing was that they were track-motivated with repulsor assets. Maser cannons on the front, plasma cannons on the side, and a single mayor lock on the back. Point defense was thick, though. Battle screens, armor's thick though. No reactive armor, that was something. No indirect fire, but forward facing rocket pods. They all had gun pods around them, vehicle sized drones mounted hypervelocity cannons. They were outnumbered, counting the pods thirty to one. All 1-1 one one elements, the rapid Viper 6 incoming battle plan update, fire off masking and go to flank speed, Akrit said. He put what they were trying to do to protect. Our wounded are there. 1-5 and 1-7's men are there. It's a check-cashing time, as the Terrans say. Salsen whipped the tank around like it was a hockey puck on ice, gunning, then fans. Deep shot stroked his sole remaining feather for luck. Akrete put on an empty plastic ration tube in his mouth. It was going to get an ugly fight. 13th Evac was just beyond the hills, which meant that they couldn't get their line-of-sight weapons and incoming metal. Their superiority was still in question, and most of the aircraft were busy pounding two different Jotans that were spewing fire and molten metal. Akrit worked up the plan as best he could, warning drivers to stay low. Ordering the war boys to go to maximum deflection on the topside battle screens, and ordering the war boys to rehash the entire battalion scripto, ordering the gunners to load all heavy war shot that they'd largely been saving. He ordered them to focus on the tracks, the repulsors, and knock them out and keep going, stay mobile, stay alive. He finished the transmission with, It will be done. He got back a resounding reply from every tank It will be done, sir. The 206 tanks of the 1-1 recon roared through the afternoon, their vans churning and the grass and bushes into puree and spraying it around. They hit the beginning of the hills and split up according to Akrit's plan, going to full stealth. The battle was ugly, but it wasn't fast as Akrit's tanks caught up the precursor machines with their electronic pants down. Gunners, with their skills raised sharp after two days of fighting, disabled nearly three times their number as they raced into the enemy, taking them from the rear. Target! Fire! became the watchword, but the precursors didn't die alone. A creed watched as a tank went down with a white cross of a mission kill. It still moved though, gouting flames and main gun kept firing. It took another hit, slewed, the side fired again, and blew up. The red X covered too then another, then another. The 1-1 was clear, spinning in place, tilting the fans to push the tanks back towards the enemy as the guns fired, roaring back in, their guns thundering, aimed at the tracks or repulsive pods. And Crete ran the coaxial in the same as Halsteck, blowing pods out of the air, breaking the tracks, slamming plasma bolts and mag shots against the armor. Another mission kill. The driver slewed it out of the formation, bouncing off the precursor machine. The tank spinning, but getting clear. It's burning two fans, trying to keep the air cushion, but still firing its gun. clicks old crew put in a heavy tank after the light tank had blown the primary engine. They kept firing into the precursor vehicles until three of the enemy vehicles targeted the ground tank. It burst into flame. And one one was clear, the precursor machines had abandoned their advanced, stung too hard. Over 25% of their forces and almost all of their pods already destroyed. One precursor machine tried to deploy a pod, and somehow, Salatik's old crew put one more plasma shot downrange, hitting an open pod bay. The precursor blew up at the same time as the wounded UMF tank exploded into shards. Back in and then to the thunder and fire, the crash of metal and the scream of overloaded hover fans, the stench of burning battle screens and scorched metal. 1-1 came out of the other side, but this time the precursors gave chase. A Crete had planned for that, and the tanks of 1-1 swam between the low hills that had once been debris piles for a massive factory that had been reclaimed two centuries before. Black Horse en route, hold the line, brothers." Came over the Comlink. Heavy metal incoming, roared the warborgs of the 8th Infantry. Akrete looked at the tactical display and knew that his men broke off the Prekos machines, found the 1 1's rear arcs, and concentrate fire, and not a single one of Akrete's men would survive getting out of the hills. Stick with the freaking warplan, men, Akrete roared over the Comlink. It will be done, for the 13th. For his men roared back, Akrete's men began making figure eights, turning the machines in circles, forcing them to try go over the hills and firing into the underbellies of the Precursor machines. The Precursors kept exploding, but not fast enough. Another tank was killed. One mission killed, but then crushed beneath the treads of the Precursor tank that it had just gutted as gravity pulled the dead Precursor down the hill. The commander was firing the coaxial even as the Precursor tread slammed down on his tank. A round hit, blowing through the battle screen, slamming into the hull of the turret. A corpola rang out of the inlining held. A six-inch-deep glowing crater shone on the side of a Crete's tank, but Chepeek, Cheapshot, slammed the plasma bolt back, blowing the track off. The precursor vehicle skewed to the side and Cheapshot slammed the bolt into the side, into a crater left by another tank. The precursor exploded. The drone popped up and Crete's raked his mag shot, shattering it before it could deploy a weapon. It was a all wet, greasy looking. Salcine whipped our tank around the dead carcass of another precursor, coming up behind the still-moving precursor machine. Shot out, cheap shot drilled. return shot hit the side of Crete's tank, throwing Viper 6 against the burning wreckage of another tank. The spawning liner worked but the shot still blew two fans out. The second shot hit the engine and Bouncy blew the fusion engine free, flushing it with water. It flew out towards the moving precursor machine. Hasseltech raked the glowing fusion engine. Salsen pulled the tank around, slamming the injured side against another rack, the vehicle knocking onto its side slightly. Bouncy put full power, everything he could get, into the starboard battle screen, ignoring the heat and the overload warnings. Akrit hosed the drone. Cheap shot hit the bottom of the tank and was clearing the hill with a roar. The shells breached the mag bottle and the fusion engine erupted. Nuclear fire washed over Viper 6 slamming it against the hill, dragging it along the drift, spinning it and tearing away the last two fans. Cheap shot fired another round, getting another tank. The tank went dead back. After a long moment a red light clicked on and went off and then came on. Sparks were shooting out from cheap shot scope, and the avian gunner had blood running down his face as his prosthetic beak had cracked down the middle. I, 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 I got that, Bouncy said. The scope stopped shooting sparks. The owl still rumbled with the battle roaring outside. Get me a screen, Bouncy, Accrete ordered. No can do, boss. We're fused shut and here and gunning emergency power backup batteries, Bouncy said. He stuttered several times. I gotta drop my sister's vival call. Sorry, boss. You did good, bouncy. Get some rest, Creek coughed. Who's still alive? Me, Hasseltek coughed. Yeah, solcine said. He coughed, blinking his transparent lids over his eyes. Present. Cheap shot hacked. The little digital display of the yellow stripe box, with the yellow handle next to Akrit's head, flashed a smiling face. Something crashed into the remains of Viper 6, sending it spinning. The lights went out. Crap! They sat in the dark for a long moment. Sir, can you pass me the medical kit? shall ask. My face is torn up. The fumbled around until he found it and then passed it to his gunner. Here you go, cheap shot. Good fight, no? Best fight, they all said together. Something glanced off the hull, bulging to the side of the crew compartment, and the anti spalling liner held. Cicline grabbed the extinguisher and hosed it down These controls. Just in case, the saurian said. No complaints from me, Agreed said, putting an empty ration tube in his teeth. Wish we had a pack of glow in the dark dice or cards the Terrence carry. Gonna trade for some, Cheap Shot said in the darkness. Hand me the kit, Agreed said. There was some fumbling about, but he got the kit. He used it silently, listening to the battle outside, his crew being alive inside. It went quiet, the crew was panting, the air thick. They took turns on the oxygen mask from the medkit, gasping and sweating between each hit. Eventually, it ran out while the world still thundered and through the hull. There was a clank in the darkness. Akrit opened his eyes. It was still dark inside. 13th Evac SAR, hold on, brothers, was inducted through the interior. There was a loud roar above Akrit and he shielded his eyes even when the hatch was ripped free. A UMF air mobile suit with a red crescent on the side of the chest, the red cross on the other, was looking inside. Can you move, Most High? Old Ironfeathers asked, shining his light on the slap patch that the stump on his right leg. Yeah, Akrit said. He grabbed the handle and the yellow square and pulled it out, twisted the handle and the cube popped free. Don't forget my war boy. Leave none behind, Old Iron Feathers quoted as he deployed a pair of purboys. Agreed looked at his new chrome foot. The Terrans had replaced the entire leg with a cyborg prosthetic. The armor on his leg had been pulled from his faithful tank. His crews had survived. Cheapshot had a black chrome around his eyes, his eyes replaced with cybernetics. Ceciline had his tail regrown and his shoulder repaired. Hasseltek had needed a new implant and both of his legs had been broken. But they had survived the brutal fight two days ago. They would off the precursor, one-one taking heavy casualties but keeping them from sweeping over the hills to crash down on the medical evac company. Akreet looked up. The new tank was in front of him. It was carrying a bouncy survival core. Let's get it on, Cheapshot said. Together, they moved to the tank, climbing inside. Akreet locked the box in place, hit the stud, and watched as Bouncy moved across the screens, Once everyone was buckled in, Akrit stood up in the hatch and nudged his implant. One-one's waiting, men, Akrit said, pulling an empty ration tube from his pocket, where it sat next to the -the glow-in-the-dark dice and put it between his teeth. The tank moved smoothly away on its hover fans. v Special Unit Commendation to One-One Recon for Valor above and beyond the call of duty in the defense of 13th VAC Hospital. Battle standard to be awarded. Permission for unit crest and unit motto to be approved is granted. Nothing follows. And that, my friends, concludes this dose of science fiction fun. I hope that you enjoyed. And if you did, please don't forget to support the author from the link down below. But if you want to support this channel, there are links as well down below for you to help with, but the easiest way would be to share this video, and if you are so inclined, subscribe as well. I will see you all in the next episode, and I hope that you all have a fantastic time until then. Cheers.